Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The pushback against the Penn president being forced to resign. Will Bunch himself, Dan, in the Daily News and the Inquirer. I think it's like 12 oh, printed God. out pages. The new McCarthyism. We can't let them win. I'm told by several accounts uh, and people I talked with over the weekend that the Harvard president, they're flipping a coin there to determine whether she should go or not. They don't want at least Stefanik to uh, have a win. And that's why they might keep her. Can you imagine after this? Oh, by the way, there is the plagiarism charge on the Harvard president. I looked at this over the weekend. Uh, Chris Rufo, who is very determined, has found any number of, by the definition of Harvard standards, what are uh, plagiarized statements in her doctoral thesis. And plagiarism is still one of those last bastions that we hear from big college, at least I think so, that can get you in trouble. So how can they have a president of Harvard if the plagiarism sticks? See, I don't care about McGill. She's just a candle in the wind, so to speak, here at uh, uh, Penn. It's more about the institution and what's going to happen. And here's a breaking story. I just saw it five minutes ago. Steven Spielberg, the big guy, Spielberg. Is there any bigger director of the last 25? Not that I always agree with his take. Scorsese. uh, I like Scorsese more, you know, particularly because of the incident when they thought Joey Venta was Scorsese and they thought I was one of his big actors. James Cameron? Uh, No, he's not a household name. Spielberg, Scorsese, household names. So uh, Spielberg, Dan, is working up a documentary film. On October 7th. Oh, yes. Wow. Now, ju- Yeah, just think of the resources of this guy. Just think of his skill. Steven Spielberg film. I don't think it's going to take that long to have this out. I would predict within three months or so. Is he using the footage that's kind of been... Yes. Like- yeah, I think he's going to wow. use that footage. Be- Here we go. Yeah, you know, they're, not, they're not getting away with it this time. This is more than just these presidents of the Ivy League. This is about big college. This is what they became. Last week, we told you this guy, Ellis, that we've been trying to track down on the West Coast. This professor said they're, they're the biggest threat to America. And I went, oh, come on now, buddy. It's China. And then I was trumped by listeners saying, no, it's either the media or the border. You included in that mob trying to jump ahead of China. Come on now. 
I won the, I'll, I'll tell you more about this pushback and Saturday Night Live. I thought they had some pretty good jokes in there about the college presidents. The problem is they made it about Republicans just saying they're out of control and they're looking to pounce here. You're darn right we're going to pounce. Yes, we are pouncing. I'll use the pounce word. We're going to pounce again and again and again and again because it's going to take all that pouncing to get any kind of equity at a college level. You're probably not, but you're at least going to have some degree of sanity there. But over the weekend, President Trump, and I admit it was a laundry list. I was waiting for him to hear say, and Dan Borowski in Philadelphia. really like that guy. Is he really six foot eight? Uh, But he uh, shouted out to a number of people, young Republicans event, big, big banquet. And uh, here's what Trump said about our person of the year who will be here today at 1.30. Scott Pressler. Thank you, Raheem. Great job. Scott Pressler. Fantastic. Thank you, Scott. And of course, Cash Patel. Thank you, Cash. Now, he didn't say why Scott Pressler was fantastic. I think it was in getting out the vote stuff. But I saw it instantly on his Twitter, Dan. That's a big moment when Trump, out of a list, you know, he has... Hair tips? Of uh, Yeah, hair tips uh, for President Trump. Look at that guy's hair. I, I don't know if uh, Scott was there. We'll ask him that at uh, 1.30 today. But the pushback is to say they're trying to chill free speech here. That's what we're trying to do. We're pouncing on college campuses, and this is out of control. Headline at the Inquirer, chilling effect on college presidencies and university operations nationally. Here's what Will Bunch, you know, you know, Will Bunch, right? Oh, with no. Yes. On the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer, a bunch of raiders never stops at just one scalp. Whoa, wait a minute. I wouldn't be talking about scalping there, Will. You know, that might be a little bit out of line. You might be appropriating something. That's the lead of his column today. He goes on to talk about what happened with the president of Penn. And he says that um, here's one take from New York Magazine. After McGill's resignation, college presidents were right to insist that schools regulate conduct, but not words. Saying that the Republican representative was demanding was the wholesale ban on rhetoric and ideas that Jews find threatening regardless of context. Who's saying that? They're calling for the extermination of Israel. That's genocide. Well, they don't know what they're, they're saying when they're doing that. Yes, they do. And that woman over at Goldie's last week, she knows exactly what she... What what about, Will, going to Jewish businesses, singling them out? What about cheering on what happened on October 7th? So the idea that you can get up there and say that Israel will not exist, and that's a statement that should be protected by... It is protected by the First Amendment. That's, That's the thing we've been saying all along. The First Amendment protects it, but based on their own codes of conduct, Harvard, Penn, and MIT don't protect it. The other thing Bunch and these others are leaving out, here are people that talk about microaggressions. Having to tell people we might say something that's going to trouble you in the curriculum. And yet, these maniacs on college campuses can say and do what they're doing? I don't think so. You've set the climate here. Why are Jews the only group that's outside that? Why would anybody be outside that? 
Now, Will Bunch goes on to say anti-Semitism is being used as a pretext to take power over college decisions from neutral arbiters handed to politicians who want to enforce ideological control on campus. Uh, He talks about the Red Scare. He talks about McCarthyism. On and on it goes. Take some shots at the donors. He actually says that Ronald Reagan (laughs) is responsible for a good bit of what's happened here, Dan. That the college debt of $1.75 trillion is due to the fact that Ronald Reagan attacked colleges and they don't get enough taxpayer funding. That's why the student loan debt is $1.75 trillion. Uh, could it be that uh, they just keep on jacking up prices because they know somehow or another somebody's going to pay them off? Ronald Reagan surfaces here. All right, here is... Um, Dan, did you see this uh, in real time? I, I saw it uh, that night, but not in real time when it started to make it on Twitter. The uh, Saturday Night Live skit. No, I didn't. I didn't watch that crap. Uh, I sometimes still watch it. Uh, you know, Me too. I, yeah, I, I, I watch it casually and I thought, oh, they're going after the presidents a bit. That's pretty funny. But then about a minute in, it's clear it's pivoting to the uh, Republican representative from New York and her accent. She does have a bad accent. Like the third or fourth episodes of this season, they had this right. uh, Nate Bergatze guy, I think his name yeah. is, a uh, guy from Tennessee, like a Midwest, right. and they had like conservative slanted skits, and right. I thought they were going to kind of appeal I to conservatives. And, and now look at them. All-time uh, best Saturday Night Live skit. Do you have one in mind? Um, it's an easy one for me. Is it? Belushi. Mon- cheeseburger, oh, cheeseburger. It? Yeah. Munch sweaty balls. Okay. Can I say yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's good. I mean, they must have a hundred that are memorable. All right, here's part one. Here is where the uh, beginning of the hearing, they're pretending they're on C-SPAN. And it seems like the college presidents are, by the way, Al Gore over the weekend on national TV said these college presidents were tone deaf. Al Gore. All right, here's, here's the uh, offending skit from Saturday Night Live. Now, I'll turn it over to mega superstar Elise Stefanik from New York, who's been pacing the hallways listening to Lose Yourself by Eminem. (laughs) Miss Stefanik. Thank you, chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. (laughs) Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes, Arno is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. (gasps) What? (laughs) That can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. (laughs) The second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? Am I winning this hearing? Somebody pinch me. Ms. Stefanik, your time is up. Oh, thank God. The chair, the chair recognizes gentleman from Michigan. Thank you. I yield my time back to Ms. Stefanik. All right, so uh, there was a little bit of attempted humor there. I thought the college presidents, they got them more academic. But no, it's about Stefanik. 
The accent is, bro- I mean, the New York accent, we, we all know that, but way over the top. No. However, you know, she, with all the uh, so-called smarter people there, she framed this question where it was inescapable, and they couldn't bring themselves to say yes for any number of reasons. They can't hear it. They're in that college bubble. And two, uh, they they are just trying to. Well, Dan, I found out that the same team, they're these crisis team, high powered. I'm talking to prep you for a congressional thing, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. Harvard and Penn both use the same team. Different people of the team. Each got three different, and then the the leader of the team, you know, the head of the organization. Sounds like we got to launch a new business. Yes. Can you imagine <laughs> the advice they were getting? Well, just, they still don't get it. Conservative consultants, Dom and Dan. And, yes, and I'm not even talking about Dan. They're trying to evade. They don't seem to get the difference between using the First Amendment defense versus the rules of the college. The college won't let you use improper pronouns. Yet they're going to let you say Jews shouldn't exist? No. That's the point. Yeah. So sometimes it plays into my theory. It's not just ideology. It's incompetency. I want to see the price tag, how much these two paid. It could be a quarter of a million dollars. It's not outlandish. And they, for hours, talked them through what they may be asked. All right, so the pushback is underway. Saturday Night Live. Uh, Miguel had been um, had resigned by that point, but that still didn't stop them from the tenor of this. They want to make this about the fact that Republicans are pouncing. Well, guess what? Sometimes two things can be right. The correct thing to do is to pounce, and yes, they are pouncing, and yes, it is effective, and yes, it's bipartisan. All right, so we'll see how the players, but the Spielberg documentary, is big news. I hope he has it done within a couple of weeks. All he needs is his creative genius and resources, the footage of October 7th, and these big mouth uh, mobs that we've seen in Philadelphia and other places screaming these things out. And there's your documentary. Don't think it's going to take too much for him to be able to do it. What will be the response? Oh, well, these are made up things. It's only one side. Let's have a ceasefire. Even Bernie Sanders over the weekend said, no, I'm not in favor of a ceasefire forever. Limit it, then move on. They have a right to no go. No ceasefire. Yeah, when, when you have uh, Bernie Sanders uh, saying that, that's a pretty big deal. All right, we're going to talk with Andy McCarthy. He wrote a big column about how Hunter Biden, this is very troubling to the White House. The conventional wisdom is, no, it's not. Uh, Joe Biden's still shielded by this. It's not going to have impact. Would you like to have your life riding on Hunter Biden not giving you up? This guy will do anything. All right, we're going to talk with Scott Presler a bit. Shout out from Trump and whatever else he's up to. Side question today. Happen to notice it is international. It is um, national time travel day if you could travel Ooh, in time like now this. just wanted to say you can travel to the past or you could travel to the future you can project something you think will happen that you want to be there for you're a front row at this you're completely not going to be shot at blown up but you can witness it right there in the middle of it what is it that you would like to be the fly on the wall with the front row seat for for me got to be dallas Got to be Dallas, 1963. The TV show? 
1963. <laughs> and, uh, you know, part of it is, could you prevent it? Could you somehow or another be the agency? I know that violates As a all fly? The yes. Like just fly into the yeah. face of... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. The shooter. Yeah, there you go. Since I know where Lee Harvey Oswald is or buzz around his ear. That's right. All right, so I'll take Dallas off the board is where I want to be. Uh, if I could time travel. How about you, Dan? Oh, this is tough, man. Um, I always say, like, the Hindenburg. I'd, I'd love to see the Hindenburg. Okay. Uh, and just to see what went... Like, we all know what went wrong. But if there could have been a future of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I almost... I, I want to take a funny answer, too. I, I want to be in the studio when uh, Bernie Sanders decided to uh, record this song. This land was made for you and The Bernie me. Singers. That it is vitally important for those of us... Oh, this is... This that's is, not this the better just, version. No, that's not the better version. But what, remember when he was with the Bernie Singers? Oh, yeah, we, yeah. We used to play yeah. it all the time at the end of the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that one off the board. The Sanderettes. <laughs> yes. All right, we, we got to get the little bit better version of that. Yeah, we'll that's, get it. We'll get it. That's what we're looking for at the end of your call today. 855-839-1210. You get on board. Uh, Saturday Night Live, there is no defense for this. Mild joke, maybe, at the college president's. Isn't the core issue, though, if they're interested in it? There you go. That ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. Here he was a bad tipper, too. We had a guy calling from Burlington, Vermont, when uh, Bernie used to be the mayor, said he was a horrible tipper in the local restaurant there, even as mayor. All right, 855-839-1210. Hillary Clinton getting a big role in helping the Biden campaign. Are they crazy? Lady Macbeth right there next to the Biden campaign? Oh, man, she gets inside that. Hey, first of all, how does she help? (laughs) Second of all, you don't want to mess around with her. All right, so uh, hit us on that side question. Can we have some of the Dom Giordano singers to take us out to break? Yes, let's hear some of the Dom Giordano singers. Mamacita. Oh, that's right. Yes. Do you know of Mayor Jim Kenny? Do you know if he spent any days at City Hall this week? All right, that is uh, the Earl of Tacconi and the singers. And uh, coming up, Jim Kenny says what a rousing success the soda tax was. And notice nobody complains about it. He's right. That's what government can do. Shut us up. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Dom here, Dano Show. Welcome inside question, National uh, Time Traveler's Day. And if you, you know, put a little twist on it, going into the future, that's even better. Going into the past. So the pushback is underway. Uh, by the way, looking at the gold standard poll. Now, I covered the straw poll when we went across the country a few years back in Iowa. And the uh, Des Moines Register is the gold standard. They do it with somebody else, poll. And they have Trump going up while other people have dropped out. So since some people dropped out, Trump has actually gone up a bit to 51% now. But DeSantis has gone up a few points. You know, he's, he's still got a, a small lead over Nikki Haley. And I think you're going to see DeSantis go up a little bit more. Why would Trump go out when these other small numbers, you know, 2 3% here, there, and the others? Well, maybe they like that particular person. And maybe my sense is it's a sign they want to back people like to back a winner. They're not on board with Haley or DeSantis. So they're going with the guy they think is going to win. I still think uh, if, if Trump annihilates a field in Iowa, which is not a good state for him. Didn't win it in 2016, lost to Ted Cruz. The caucuses, the evangelical vote there, uh, that this will be quite a triumph. Now, this guy that I'm going to play you brings up this whole thing that puts out, this is uh, cut seven. This guy's a writer for The Atlantic, but he's got a new book out, Excoriating Christians. How could they continue to back Trump, evangelical Christians? Listen to what he said yesterday on MSNBC that uh, Trump has a superpower of being nasty. And these evangelical Christians, they really like that. They wish they could do that, but they're Christians. They can't. So they're living vicariously through Trump. Here's Tim Alberta. I mean, it's not coincidental, actually, that we hear Trump more and more Mm -hmm. deploying that very rhetoric on the campaign trail, talking about how he will protect Christians, how he will protect the church, how Christians will have power with him in office. And, you know, what began as a transactional relationship, uh, he was going to give them policies they wanted and they were going to give him their vote. And that was it. Uh, it's, It's turned into something else. And I think even though he's not one of them, I would argue that in some way that is his superpower because he is able to fight fire with fire. Mm -hmm. He's able to uh, sort of cast aside Christian virtue. He is unbound from the biblical etiquette that they themselves hold dear. And he's willing to fight in ways that no good Christian would. And as crazy as that sounds, I think that that is his greatest appeal to these people. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's unpack all this because we're going to go back to this again. Look, the, the Iowa caucuses, you know I don't like them, the whole state way overdone that we have to go through this with them. Feel sorry for politicians. Pennsylvania, again, after all that talk, we're not going to be to April when 
probably essentially a lot of this will be over. You know, we couldn't be in the center ring. That's that's where this ought to be happening. Pennsylvania states like that. So the caucuses are goofy enough, but then there is a real evangelical Christian side to the caucuses there. And that's what Tim Scott was playing on. That's what DeSantis is playing on with the six-week abortion ban. And that's why Trump didn't do well against Ted Cruz and lost Iowa in 2016, if you remember. And he won overwhelmingly from then on. So the bottom line is, what is the reason evangelical Christians are going with Trump. Well, we've been through this before. How many times have we been through this? They see Trump, and I've had fielded 100 calls or more. They see Trump rightfully as the person they think is going to do enough to push back against all the rot that they see out there. And they're willing to look past. We've already been through this. There hasn't been anything new on it. Some of the baggage there, the divorces, the other things, uh, Stormy Daniels and all, that's not going to matter because of the connection. And that connection has only been strengthened. The Supreme Court justices gave us the Dobbs decision. Well, we go through this again and again and again. And really what it's about, it's two-pronged. It's trying to diminish Trump, but it's always good to attack evangelical Christians. It's always good to say they're just hypocritical. When they've said it in how many different ways? This is the choice it can win. The issues are so big. That's why we're doing it. I still think that's the bottom line. If you are an evangelical Christian, what's the bottom line? Why? And this time around, here's the twist. This guy is missing the fact that people see these indictments. They see Trump in courtroom after courtroom, and they think it's just political. It's to stop him. It's uneven. It's not the American way. And each time it happens, he goes up. But if Trump gets over 50% of the vote in Iowa, then that really shows you. I mean, there'll be a blip for Nikki Haley, I'm sure, a bit in South Carolina. But 50% of the vote in Iowa for Trump, where historically 2016 he had, didn't do well, that is big time stuff. It should tell you where people want this to go. All right, 855-839-1210. Andy McCarthy coming up. He wrote a column when the uh, latest indictment of Hunter Biden came down, saying this should set off warning signals at the White House. A lot of people saw it as protective. It helps Joe Biden, not Andy McCarthy. And I'll ask him, you know, he's a former big-time federal prosecutor. Does he think a guy like Hunter Biden would actually give up the father to not go to jail? He's not going to go to jail for 17 years. Even I can see that. His lawyer today was on NBC. I don't even want to play it, Dan. It sets me off for the whole show. And he said, uh, the question was, will Hunter take accountability? And his lawyer said, he almost died. My God, how many times can this guy... And, you know, Danny doesn't even have a roguish charm. You know, these guys that are rogues and get away with stuff. Some of them have like a roguish charm. He is just a scum. I mean, he's just scum. He's the face of entitlement. He thinks he has a roguish charm. Oh, that's just Hunter Biden. That's just Hunter being Hunter. Oh, he's having an affair with the wife of the divorce while he's married. 
of his brother, uh, brother Bo. Ah, it's just Hunter being Hunter. Come on now. How could you not love the guy? Oh, my God. The Bidens you know are running a grift. Make sure that your bribe is called a loan or a gift. Joseph Biden's taking your bribe. Amazing. The guy is, uh, by the way, I'll be rolling out probably after the show today, Dan, with your agreement. We'll go over them. I have the top eight callers of the year. Ooh, wait. Yes. Can we do top ten? Uh, oh, okay. Well, it messes up my brackets. I guess. Uh, did oh, I... we were doing brackets. Well, I mean, on Twitter, you can, on Twitter, you can only put four up, right? Yeah, four could... at a time. Okay, yeah, well, I like I it. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good idea. Then I like that. I don't want to be watering down like some of these others just to, uh, you know, yeah. fix it. So. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, and Earl was definitely in the running to be the number one. We'll see where people go with this. Uh, you think it's going to be Earl versus Joe in the final? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Although, Robert Robert up there. Salem Robert's and... been making waves, man, especially with oh, the you know, daughter who's out yes. there serving. And... Yes. Woo. And then, of course, Bishop Pine, always behind the scenes and on the air. So, yeah. I got a couple ones in there I don't know if you'll agree with, though. By the way, hit us on Twitter at DomShow1210. Give me your favorite caller of the year. Just give me one that I may not be thinking of. Maybe they'll make the top eight. Should I put it up there? Uh, you want to put up the list now? No, no, no. Just oh, yeah. uh, who who should yes. be yes. considered. Yeah, I think I'm pretty or... accurate that I'll have most of them. But maybe there's somebody who uh, I've kind of forgotten. All right. Andy McCarthy is next breaking this down. Does this point back to Joe Biden? We know it does. But does it in reality bring him down or at least make it difficult for him. That's straight ahead with Dom and Andy McCarthy and Dan on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano's show. Uh, he was in the bullpen today if the president testified, but since President Bi- uh, Trump is not going to testify, he did already. And I, uh, I'm glad his lawyers talked him out of it, but all you can do is go downhill if you're testifying again in the big fraud case. Joining us to break that down and the Hunter Biden, where does that lead? Is Andy McCarthy here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Andy, welcome in. If you were advising uh, someone like President Trump in this situation, isn't that the uh, the thing that you do? All you're going to do is mess up what you testified to before, right? Well, I think in a normal case, Dom, that would be entirely true. In fact, it would be inarguable. I think this case... He had, you know, this is this weird case where the judge ruled against him on the main issue before the trial even started. Mm-hmm. So I think from the beginning, Trump has regarded this as political combat rather than a legal case, because as a legal case, it's a joke. And he'd been, he was basically told on the eve of trial that he had already lost. So for him, I, you know, I'm not saying that Trump wanted to get sued by New York State. But the lemonade he's tried to make out of these lemons, and it's really, I think, helped him a lot in the uh, in the political process, has been to fight it as political combat. And, you know, it's worth pointing out that since they started indicting and suing him, uh, he has zoomed up in the polls and really made it impossible for any other Republican uh, to get traction. Uh, I always thought that that was intentional on the Democrats' part because they wanted him to get the nomination. But, you know, they wanted him to get the nomination in 2016, too. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Now, the Hunter Biden piece of this, uh, Andy, uh, I'd say a slight consensus out there thinks this was almost brilliant by Weiss, that it shields everything. So, first of all, 
they can still subpoena him, right, and if he won't uh, testify before the House. Yeah, so, you know, I I think that it's possible that uh, Weiss timed this with, you know, aware of the fact that uh, Hunter was supposed to testify next week. But, you know, I wouldn't read too much into that because Hunter, even if this indictment had not come down, Hunter had already been indicted on the gun charge and Weiss had made it publicly clear that he was under investigation for tax and potentially other things, which meant that Hunter already had a live Fifth Amendment privilege uh, to prevent or to refuse to testify. And I think what he's done here, Don, is um, with respect to the committee, he asked to to testify publicly. And I think he only did that because he knew the committee would say no. What they're trying to do is posture and convince the public that the reason he's not testifying is that the bad, insidious Republicans would, uh, you know, distort his testimony for public purposes, you know, the rest of the script. When the reality is any competent lawyer, and Abby, Abby uh, Lowell's a very competent lawyer, is going to tell the client, you know, you're looking at two now federal trials, uh, but if you have someone who's under investigation, you're not going to let him testify to a, co- to a congressional committee. So they don't want to come out and say he's not going to testify because he has a, you know, he doesn't want right. to incriminate himself. But that's the real reason, I think. Now, how does this send off warning signals, though, for Joe Biden? What, what are you talking about in your column? Uh, the argument of many, Andy, and I, I see your column more where I am, but the argument is, well, this kind of separates. There's no mention of Joe Biden. There's no connection with any of this stuff. They're not going back to Burisma or anything else. So what's the implication for their, uh, President Biden? Well, I think it's very damaging for President Biden And what it goes to show is even if you really try, like this very political prosecutor uh, tried not to mention Joe Biden or raise him, Joe Biden is so interwoven into the narrative of how the income that that Hunter evaded taxes on was generated that you can't avoid it. So, for example, Dom, you just mentioned Burisma. The indictment says that Burisma hired Hunter at a million dollars a year in 2014. Now, they don't go into the fact that it was a sinecure and they only indicted him. They only um, uh, hired him because he was the president the vice president's son. But what Weiss does say, by and by, is that in in March 2017, Hunter's salary was slashed in half. Right. What he doesn't say is what happened in early 2017 yeah. that would cause that to happen. Yeah. And that is Joe Biden was no longer vice president. So Hunter was no longer worth to, to Burisma what yes. he had been worth in exactly. the preceding three years. So, so you can't tell the story without telling the Joe story. So does this what timelines here again, the uh, foot dragging and all. I mean, there is a Trump appointee as judge. But the the prosecutor, et cetera, have more control, I guess. Does Hunter Biden, does any of this reach any kind of level before the election, do you think? I doubt it. I think, you know, Abby's a good lawyer and it's a tax case. Tax cases are complicated. He'll be able to go into court and argue, you know, look, the government took five years to investigate this. We need time to 
you know, do our defense mm -hmm. investigation. He really doesn't need that much time, I'm sure. But the thing is, they want to drag their feet until after the election. Once the election's over, then Joe Biden can pardon Hunter, and that'll be the end of it, I think, one way well, or the other. Now, the only danger, I'd say, though, as a political issue, if they drag it out and it's there, you continue to make the case he's going to pardon this guy. And uh, I don't think that's ever good for anybody, politically. Yeah, well, I, I think it's not good, and it would be an egregious political um, abuse of power. I mean, any decent president who did it would do it and then resign because it's an abuse of power. But I have to say, just as a human being, and I think a lot of people will, this will resonate with a lot of people. If it was one of my sons, Don, and I was like the only person in America who could, you know, make sure that my sons don't end up in a federal penitentiary, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I'd resign right after I did it, but I'd do it. Yeah, well, he's not going to resign. That's the difference between him and Andy McCarthy, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you know, it, look, it'd be very damaging, but I think people, you know, it, the way this will be pitched is, like, put yourself in Biden's shoes. What would you do in this situation? Um, you know, I, I, I hope what some people will say is, well, maybe what I would have done was not let him sell my political influence for millions of dollars to corrupt and anti-American yes, regimes. But that's exactly. just me. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Andy, thank you. Uh, when's the uh, next appearance on Fox? I know you were in the bullpen. I don't know that that's happening today. Yeah, well, I think we're going to have a bumpy week. We'll see what happens. You know, I, the, Hunter, I think, is supposed to show up for his deposition either tomorrow or the next day, right? But I don't. I don't. I think it's all theater. He's not going to testify. But we also have, I think the House is going to, the House may vote on formalizing the impeachment inquiry. So but there's a lot going on. You'll, right. you'll see we'll me see. popping up here. All there. right. Have a great Christmas, Andy, if we don't speak. Thank you very much, as always. Thanks so much. You too. Enjoy the holidays, Tom. Thank you. Andy McCarthy here on Talk Radio 1210, 855-839-1210. The FBI has arrested someone who threatened to kill Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. And, Dan, you know, people often bring up this question, oh, my God, why would anyone run for president? You know, normal people. And I always answer, I get it why you would run for president. There's nothing like it, even if you don't become president. It is a whirlwind of things that feed the ego, competition, et cetera. But the downsides, I'm not sure what the threats were about or why Vivek was um, – Threatened, but the FBI apparently has arrested somebody on that. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. Get in on the side question. Be the first one to pitch your tent. Give us an historical event or a fun event. I don't mean history, history, just any event you would like to have that front row seat for in the past or in the future. Okay? Either one would be good. I like Mike's on uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the 24th century to see if Star Trek is real. <laughs> Okay. Is it a documentary, Dom? Yes. It is? Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no, when you said documentary, I'm still thinking, in my mind, boy, the big guns now, Spielberg. Doesn't the other side get it that they are up against it now? Because a critical mass of people who are liberal, maybe even progressive, that are Jewish, see this as the existential threat the left is. And they're fighting back. And a guy like Spielberg producing this. Now, I just saw on Fox all morning, Dannon, 
there's a national survey out there of people high school age. 20% do not believe the Holocaust was real. So Republicans in Pennsylvania have a bill that says that the state must develop a curriculum and show it to parents. Republicans have this. Now, why wouldn't Democrats be in favor of this that teaches the Holocaust? Jersey, we finally got a mandate where they have to teach the Holocaust. How could you have any school that doesn't teach the Holocaust? It'd be like you go through four years of school, no mention of World War II, Holocaust. There got to be a top 10 thing, but there's no getting around. I, I just can't believe. Why do they believe there's no Holocaust? Is it it didn't come up in school? Is it something on the Internet that. Here we go again. All right, so 855-839-1210. Getting with Dom and Dan on Talk Radio 1210. Coming up, as Jim Kenny leaves office, I should know the countdown number of days here. I have, I have to calculate it. It's still double figures, as hard as that is to believe. He does an interview with the Inquirer touting the soda tax. And in here he says, Dan, uh, I will never forgive the rich people on the soda side who were stiffing these poor kids. Okay? This is, uh, this is what progressivism is all about. And they got away with it. It wasn't even brought up in this last mayor's race. And Sherelle Parker pretty much says she's not going to do anything about it, city council. How did they get away with it? What is it that allows them to do something this restrictive? Penny countdown. It's not just the money. It's the freedom to make a choice. About getting a soda. Dom Giordano show. So uh, Jim Kenney in the Inquirer today, after five years or so after the soda tax was finally passed, says um, we were immediately sued by some of the wealthiest people and uh, companies in the United States attempting to keep little kids from going to pre-K. I don't think I would ever totally forgive that. All right. You know. The, the arguments played out on the soda tax as he ends his whew, eight years in office are that, on the one hand, this would be regressive. It'd be on poor people, soda and all that. Is that the argument? My argument, but it doesn't even dawn on people in Philadelphia, it's a freedom issue. Should you or should you not be able to consume a soda without an undue burden placed on it, and it is to uh, any number of people. Uh, We see it with uh, cigarettes. We see it with smoking. Same kind of thing, and it goes on and on and on. Why does the freedom argument? Because in a place like Philadelphia, it doesn't even get brought up. It's laughable to people. How in the world could you think people have freedom to consume a dangerous beverage? Just think about that, a dangerous beverage. Do I go around, does Jim Kinney, uh, Dan, look to you like he's running a marathon anytime soon? Uh, if there's wine at the end of it, maybe. Yeah, well, that's true, yes. And look, win the race. I agree with a glass of wine or two. I had two last no, night at no, dinner. And uh, Kenny definitely does. But, you know, some think Kenny might be a bit more excessive with that. A little bit. Is that any of our business? No. Until it reaches a point of, you know, even then, it's his business. If he wants to be at Wegmans as soon as he's done in January, I'd love to track him the next day, Dan. I'd say he gets up at least over under 
in the afternoon. Heads over to Wegmans with a U-Haul or probably. Here's there's a sale, right? <laughs> Gets starts learning Spanish. He's going to go to Spain. Yeah. How in the world? And and the, the beauty that the Inquirer and Kenny leave out is the deal he made with the unions, so that they wouldn't stick up for the other unions, the soda bottle drivers, to give them all this money to quote rebuild Philadelphia, that was never part of anything. And how are the programs going with the uh, pre-K? And the wonders that's going to create. When you look at the Philadelphia public schools, just how dismal it is. But they did it. It's stuck in there. And we move on. It, it's, a, it's an object lesson of how progressives work against freedom. And I think people are still against it. But it doesn't matter. They're powerful enough interest. And this is his whole eight years. If you had a look at Jim Kenney's eight years, other than when he said he didn't want to be mayor, being a uh, Le Miserable the whole time, what else would you look at? The appointment of Daniel Outlaw? Sanctuary City. Yeah, he has to give up on that. The appointment of Daniel Outlaw? That was a notable appointment. It's just... Uh, that this guy is somebody that you never could warm up to, and the soda tax. That's essentially his mark on history here in Philadelphia. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with Beth Ann Rossica. A while back, Dan and I got on. Well, I, I spoke there one time. I was friendly with somebody. The superintendent of the Upper Darby School District. Now, when I think of a middle-class school district, that did well. Dan, at one point, they were the top 200 in the nation of certain type of category of schools. In other words, they weren't the wealthiest, but they had a good reputation. Beth Ann Rossica just wrote a piece after they've been under attack, Upper Darby Schools. It's even worse than you can imagine. Dan, they've cut instructional time. Kids don't have to go to school until they seemingly in the morning feel like it. Under the guise that teenagers do better if they sleep in, the truancy rate's unbelievable, the fighting rate's unbelievable, and they've lowered the graduation standards to make up for all of it. And this is the epitome of what was seen as a very successful middle class, you know, they don't have the money of a Radnor or Lower Marion or whatever, but doing very well. She uh, lays it out. And when we had the superintendent on, we had quite a response to it. Because people think the same thing, I, like, what in the world is going on there? So it's not just about Upper Darby School District. It's about what it represents. Our buddy Scott Presler will be by here at 1.30 today. Got a couple updates from him. President Trump gave him a shout-out on uh, Sunday night, uh, Saturday night at the Young Republicans event in New York around what he's done. All right, so that indicates he's on the radar with Trump. And I'm going to ask him, can you get Trump to tell people to use the mail-in ballot? Can you get Trump to fire? No, I won't ask him that. Ron and McDaniel, that would be one of the biggest helps. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024.